Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, <laughs> sprint left, G, U, corner, half back, flat, on two. Ready? Right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42! Blue 42! <laughs> Nay! Morning, Bump. How are you now? <laughs> Good morning. I'm doing horrible. All right, get it out the way. All you Laker haters out there. You lost. We you lost, lost horribly. Got spanked. We deserved it, though. Hey, big ups to the Suns. You know, they yeah. had a better team. Chris better. Paul did his thing. Better Book, organization. Booker was on point. They got contributions from guys off the bench. They did what they had to do. Good job. Horrible morning I, for me. I would like to. I would like to read you a t- uh, tweet from Paul Gallant's Twitter account nine hours ago. Give it to me. All, all caps. Paul Gallant says, "All right, who's going to stomp on the logo? What was it? Take a bow at midcourt and stomp on the logo at the same time, baby. <laughs> Give me some river dance all over that thing. Of course, I'm bitter about my own basketball team going down. Well, bump at the very least." Um, Dude, how did AD get so old so quick? You called him, man. He ages in, in dog years. Like he, he was a great day years ago. He's a great yeah, day. Now he's you know now he's all the time. Two years later, he's done. Yeah, I mean he's not done. He'll come back and play. But can you count on him to be healthy? He got he got hurt playing basketball last night. Like just normal basketball. Didn't fall and twist anything. Just Pulled got hurt jumping. Groin. Just got hurt jumping. R.I.P. In peace, Michael Bumpus. Your Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. Too and soon. The dude in Enum Claw. Question one. You know, I don't think we've said Chris Carson's name once this offseason. Outside of when he re-signed with the Seahawks. I mean, I it's been a while since I feel like we've even said his name. So, Bump, this is a guy who last year had his carries basically halved, even though he still played in a pretty good amount of games. 12 games versus 15 the year before. What do you expect his role to be, and how would it possibly change this coming season? Man, I expect it to be the same, honestly. He's going to be the number one back. Um, Carlos Hyde isn't there anymore. Rashad Penny's coming off an injury. Uh, DJ Dallas shown that maybe he's not ready to have 10, 15 carries a game. He's still going to be the guy. Now, how are they going to use him? All right, all right, should we expect like a Todd Gurley type season from him? I don't, I don't know, and I don't think so. I think his job is to have 20 to 25 carries a game, pick up first downs, and lower the boom. Do what you do. That's what this team has been missing. I feel like half of that season is a running back who's going to run through somebody. I hopped on a, a podcast last night with a, with a couple high school kids, man, and that they were just enamored with Chris Carson. This his running style, how we don't see that anymore. And to hear these young dudes talk like that, it really warmed my heart because everyone's look, looking for that Alvin Kamara, you know, the guy swinging out the backfield and that scat back. They're like, no, we love the way he runs. That's just what he needs to get to. Maybe he doesn't rush for 1,000 yards, but he still brings that intensity to this team. If he doesn't rush for 1,000 yards and Rashad Penny rushes for five to 600 yards, I'm okay with that because he mm. is getting older, and you want him to be there later in the season. It's all good early early in the season, mid-season, yes. But availability is what's gotten these guys in trouble late. He just has to be healthy. I expect the same Chris Carson we've seen over the years. It's this weird spot where I think they have to manage his touches. But one of the things why? that— Why? Uh, well, why, do we, why do we have to manage his touches? Don't you feel like with Chris Carson that it's of the utmost importance to have him at 100% for the last couple of months of the year? 
I'm because do you sure. trust Rashad Penny? I mean, you, uh, bump. Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, no, that, I don't. That I don't know if I can do that yet. I don't know if pitch counts help though. Do they? I feel like that's longevity. What do you think of your career as opposed to in a season? I. I have a hard time saying, eh, I want him to control how much he touches it earlier because I don't know if that keeps him healthier. Man, I want them to do whatever they need to do to win the ball game. And if he is nicked up a bit, then you, you let the youngster come in and get some carries. It, it's more like, let's be in communication with each other. Chris, how you feeling? Or Chris feels something like, hey, man, let the youngster get in. Remember that one time he pulled himself out on the goal line so Rashad can get a touchdown? You know, like things like that. Just listen to the athlete. If you communicate, they'll tell you exactly what they're feeling and what they feel needs to be done in that moment. So let him run. Run the horse. But if he needs a break, he taps the helmet, bring the youngster in. There is an interesting development in, I think, his game the last couple of seasons. Only 12 games last year, and he still had 37 receptions, which is the amount of receptions that he had in 2019. Underrated hands. I, I, I feel like as a receiver, that is something you don't really think of with Carson, but he does have that in his tool set. Yeah, he does. And it's uh, every back needs to have that nowadays, especially in these offenses. But it's nice when you have an every down back guy who can do that. You know, he's getting in the flats. That's pretty much what backs are. They're typically your check down guys. All else fails, boom, get to the back. Give me three or four yards. A a swing or an arrow is pretty much a glorified run. You get three yards out of that, that's a plus. Carson, he's even gone on record and said he has the best hands on the team. So let's see what he does. Oh. From the 5-7-0, according to Jake, Chris Carson is the cowbell running back of the Seattle Seahawks. Somebody talking about that being a malapropism? I think that's perfect, right? Got to have more cowbell. Give me more cowbell. I want him to be the cowbell running back. That's exactly right. Got to have more cowbell. <laughs> Question <agree>. two. <laughs> I've never been the guy, Bump. I've never been that guy who's like on players for not going to the voluntary workouts. I've never been that dude. Turns out I've kind of become that dude this year. <laughs> Turns out I've kind of become that dude this year. Will Disley talked... We'll play the sound for him. He talked about vets not being at these OTAs and how they're working on it. And then I'll have a question for you. First, here's here's Will Disley kind of explaining what's going on. We have a strong leadership, you know, with the Hawks. And obviously there's a lot of confidence in, you know, the veterans. And, um, you know, we kind of decided to just do Zoom. I mean, we operated really well last year. We were able to go through the entire thing and then show up to fall camp and just kind of start ready to go and so the same kind of expectation was you know we're all focused and we're training we're getting our bodies right you know it's so personal we're able to go with our trainers and you know get a throwing session here or there but be with our families which we weren't able to do for six months so you know it's kind of up to us and we decided to kind of hold out but um there's definitely groups gathering seattle's a great place right now so um we'll definitely be there for many and, and maybe even possibly sooner so that sounds all well and good like i i totally get that but that's basically saying, like, hey, trust us, we'll get ready. We'll take care of ourselves. The part that's harder for me is that you had a quarterback who was basically saying, I'm not just going to trust you, the team, to get make the additions that are best. Like, I kind of want a little more input and a little more say. And it's harder for me to reconcile that with then him saying, well, when it comes to getting ready for the season, I'm just going to – I'm capable of preparing on my own because I'm like, well, I don't know if, I don't know if it really works that. If, if you want to have more input, don't you – Shouldn't you be tied more to the team's off-season program? Voluntary workouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. You don't have to be there. 
That's the thing about football, man. They put so much pressure on you to do things like, oh, you don't have to do it, but Johnny will, and Johnny's going to play on Sunday so because he showed up to this workout. Man, if you can show up and do your job and be prepared, then you can do that. I'm not mad at it, man. Honestly, at first I was thinking, I'm like, man, well, the Niners have this many guys. The Rams yeah. have this many guys. But yeah. the situations are different. They got new quarterbacks over there. They got... They're trying to figure some things out now. We got the new Hawks have, coordinator. Hawks have, have a new, new coordinator. coordinator. Have a new coordinator, but you have a veteran quarterback who I feel like can pick up a playbook. So the certain situations are different. I'm not mad at Russell. I understand the advantages of being there, but I also know that he has a lot of money and he can invest in people to take care of him, and he can still lead from outside of VMAC. People think that just because he's not in the building, he's not being a leader. He's not communicating. I guarantee you, he is. Bump, you've worn a head coaching hat before. If you're Shane Waldron, what do you do here with these guys that aren't showing up? Like, how do you stay on top of it and sort of install whatever you want when obviously all you can do right now are these Zoom sessions that the Seahawks clearly became enamored with last offseason? Exactly that, Zoom. I mean, Zoom is, is taking over the world right now, man. Everyone rather meet virtually than in person. And that's all he can do. And communicate with Russell. I wonder how often they talk throughout the day or throughout a week. Uh, the communication has to be huge. Virtual. That's it, man. I mean, can he put together, like, PowerPoint presentations and maybe a virtual test? What do you do PowerPoint. in this situation? A, B, or C? I, you got to get creative. Guys aren't there, but they're going to have to show up here pretty sh- pretty soon. So they'll figure things out. Question number three. I think Urban Meyer is going to do well in Jacksonville, but my goodness, he is making it difficult for me to stay true to my take. Bump, this is what Urban Meyer had to say about wide receiver DJ Chark, who is a respected wide receiver in the NFL, about, I guess, what he has seen out of him now that he's reported to OTAs. Uh, Quote, I just didn't like his size. His strength, I just thought, was way below average, way below what we expect from our receivers. And he was told that. He's a big guy that played little last year, and that can't happen. Guys like Mike Thomas, Lewis Murphy are those big, strong, fast receivers. He's got to play big and strong. Conversations like this, I'm sure, happen every single day between a coach and players. When it's out in the open like that, how would you respond to that as a player if you were put in those shoes? He might be telling the truth. He probably is telling the truth. But it's just disrespectful. Now you're telling your players, like, look, if if I don't like something about you, I'm going to the public and I'm going to throw you under the bus. And that's kind of like a college. That reminds me of Mike Leach. That's some Mike Leach stuff. Ooh. Mike Leach went to the went to the the public and the media and talked about his players. That's the one thing I didn't like about Leach. He's like, man, keep that stuff in house. You can say all those things without saying those things. You know, he wasn't the right fit for this, and you know, we we wanted this type of guy. He was like, there's ways you can dance around that. Urban Meyer is going to learn quickly. These aren't 18, 19, 20 year olds where they're just going to take your stuff and and deal with it and still show up. They're going to talk back to you. They're going to give you attitude. You know, they're they're grown men. They've been in this business longer than Urban Meyer's been in the NFL. He's going to learn quickly. He's got to change the way he maneuvers in this locker room or he will lose these guys fairly quickly. I think one of the best sort of philosophies that I've heard from a coach, they said you can always tell and, and talk about publicly what you want a guy to be. Do not talk about publicly what he is not. 
You can always talk about what you hope he becomes. But once you start quantifying and specifying his shortcomings, like that guy's going to feel undercut. And there's going to be a limit of how, how hard he goes for you and how much faith he has in you because he'll know that you don't fully believe in him. He, he'll, he'll know that, that you don't fully have his back. And I, and I thought it was a pretty good way of, of putting it of like, you can get a lot out of guys through fear. Like, you, you can. like And may, maybe this does hit a specific note with Chark. But in the back of DJ Chark's mind, he's always going to know that this guy told everybody what he thinks I wasn't. This guy, this guy told everybody the shortcomings I think I have. And that puts kind of a cap on how hard they will ultimately go and how much they'll believe in the guy. And then what, what's Urban going to do? He's going to see him and smile. Hey, how you doing? You know, and everything's back to normal now. And I just... I just talked about you, you know, like you hit on the head. You have players have to feel like coaches have their backs. They understand it is a business. You can get cut whenever, but at least to the public, you have to look like a united force. And he didn't do that. It's been a long time since Urban's had to worry about depth charts. And what I mean by that, like Urban, you think about his last two jobs at Ohio State and Florida. Like every year, he's getting star-studded recruits, right? Your backups and are so. Five there's stars. like you don't like me, or I don't. Uh, you don't. You're, you're not going to try hard for me. I'll, I'll put the next guy in line. Like I don't have to worry about that. It's not like that in the NFL. Like you, you, you can't have your best players not playing their best for you. You don't succeed that way. When you're a That's first-time blue. coach, though, does that is it any different? When you're a first-time, and this is a bunch of young players, and you're trying to install a program. Is there anything to, hey, we're setting an expectation, a standard? Because I imagine for some players, they're vets, they've been here, they've done that bump. But there's got to be others who maybe look at this and they're like, oh, I haven't been accountable enough to this point in my career. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure there I'm, I'm sure there are some guys who appreciate it. I, definitely. I mean, there's a couple guys out there. That's probably the way that they prefer to be coached you know, or things to happen out there. And I would assume those guys are old school guys. But these young guys, man, I mean, it's a different breed, man. They, they have to feel loved. They have to feel wanted. Um, they have to feel protected. And Urban should understand that of all people because he's dealt with young people um, longer than any of us have when it comes to, to coaching. So he's going to figure things out. That's the, th- that's the great thing about coaching. Just like every week in the NFL, teams figure things out. You make adjustments. He's going to figure things out. If he has a group of guys around him that he trusts who are experienced, then um, they'll be honest with him, and, and they'll say, maybe try this approach next time, and, and he'll look back and reflect and do all that stuff. I mean, if he doesn't do that, then he shouldn't be in coaching because that's all coaching is, is making adjustments. That is Blue 42.